All right, welcome to the Gimmick Table and Gig Jobs Podcast. I'm Nate. I'm Alex. And your former EHL indie wrestler, Cody. What's up? What's going on, man? We are back. Alex. Again for our second episode, we are back bro. And better than ever. Yeah. You all jacked up on steroids today, Alex? Yeah. Not steroids. <laughs> what kind of shit are you on? Marijuana. <laughs> oh, God. That's great. I mean, that's all right. It's the best thing I got for you. For all the kids out there, we do not. We do not condone. I am 23 years old. I am old enough to be doing this. Children, do not listen to it. Like, don't, do not do it. Alex, this is a family-friendly podcast. What the hell are you doing? You ask the question. Don't ask me. I mean, sure, there's some foul language here and there, but good lord. Don't ask me those questions, then. Sometimes the foul language is necessary. It is. It's necessary sometimes. All right. all right, let's get into this. Well, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> kick it off this week with Impact. Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 no! You forgot what we were actually going to start with. Oh, that's right. So this is the month for Connor's Cure. Um, if you're a wrestling fan listening to it, you've seen WWE. Wait, wait, wait. Sure you if know about they're Connor's a Cure. wrestling fan, if they're well, listening yeah, to this, yes. they are a wrestling fan. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just pointing you're that out. You're missing like, the point. I'm just saying. If <laughs> uh, no, to it is are, the month like, for Connor's Cure. Um, like I said, you watch WWE, you know what that is to some extent. But... If you would like to donate to the Connors Cure Foundation, go to shopwwe.com um, and buy a pin or a shirt or whatever merch they got. Whatever it goes you can to a good cause. Him. And if not, donate directly to the cause. He was a wonderful little boy who had a terrible t- disease. And I think all children need to have the kind of happiness that he got to have with wrestling in his time that he was here so it is a beautiful thing to give some money to if you're going to give money to anything honestly i it's one of the best you went from sounding like you were on steroids to like really gentle humble giant i know how to change my tones and you're not that big i've worked with customer service enough i know how to be nice so should we get into impact news Let's do it. Yes, let's get some impact news now. All right. Well, third week in a row, Brian Myers and Willie Mack. And Brian could not actually cheat and beat Willie Mack. He tried to cheat and ended up fucking himself over. That's actually something I wanted to say. Uh, Brian Myers all of a sudden became a cheater since he's been in impact. I don't hate it. Like, it's not horrible for you know the whole thing but at the same time it's like oh so you went from not being able to win anything to trying to cheat what his fault to get some wins like heel kurt hawkins but also willie mack beat your ass so obviously cheating doesn't always work (laughs) yeah my analysis on that man like mack definitely did overcome myers attempts to underhand at his underhand attacks oh yeah Great time delivering a stunner to bring uh, their feud to a close. So, 
my overall grade for that match would probably be a C plus to B minus. Um, that sounds like a good, good rating for it. Oh, yeah, great. So, um, one of my favorites of the night by far had to be the Good Brothers and the Motor City Machine Guns against the North. Oh, that was so surprising. And Ace Austin and Madman Fault. That was extremely surprising. Them boys were surprising. on fucking point. All those guys were doing great, but I also it was very surprising that uh, Ace and Fulton with uh, the North actually won. I really expected the Good Brothers and the Motor City Machine Guns to win. Yeah, I have to agree with Alex on that one. Um, Alex, dude, Alex Shelley and fucking Chris Saban and the Good Brothers were had the upper hand for a good portion of it. And it looked so fucking promising, but it really did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I thought it was like a good plant for you know to bring multi teams to have matches at Bound for Glory, you know. So I thought it was a pretty good match overall. Probably B minus uh, B. I don't know. I I like the athleticness of the Motorson Motorson machine guns. Yeah, I'm uh, the more. Hey, that's why they champs right now. Yeah. So. And we and we must say, you know, shout out to the Motor City Machine Guns because they're our home state boys. So right. Mitten State, baby. I will say my favorite part of that entire match was watching Luke Gallows, excuse me, Doc Gallows, get that big oh, boot up over the yes. rope right in the fucking madman Bolton's face. Dude, that big yeah. that big boot was impressive. The fact that he just over the top rope just not only did it impress ease, me, but with it, ease, just not only did it impress me, but that. it popped the shit out of me because I was like, bro, you did that? The face, wow, man. What the fuck, yeah, that, <laughs> it looked, yeah, that it looked sick as hell. I was like, well, there he goes, <laughs> like, oh, he's going down. That was sick. Another match that really impressed me that night was. Trey versus fucking TJP for the number one spot for the X Division uh, title. Can I actually also say boys something? Went hard. Uh, I must say I I really appreciate with the I the the a bit I can't talk apparently all of a sudden, but the tra- uh, trade thing I like Impact <coughs> because they are very you know marijuana friendly. Because look at the fucking rascal's entrance. It's literally starting off with a bong bubbling. Plus they got RVD. And yeah, they got RVD, which everybody knows is a huge stoner. But the fact like the jackets that the rascals wear, like I think that's something that's not like widely okay with wrestling is uh, weed, even though that is probably the best thing that these wrestlers could be doing like they are in pain just smoke a little weed to make your muscles feel better but don't even go there but no that's why the good brothers got their own beer yeah their own whiskey coming out but i appreciate that they actually gave uh trey that number one contender spot because they ain't mad about the what they're about and also he deserves it at this point between the two i was also wondering what was happening because i seen the other two uh of the rascals doing tag team stuff. The other, I wonder what the fuck happened. I to really, him. I really didn't care who won that match. I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, Trey and TJP. So, yeah, man, uh, TJP had the upper hand. Seemed like for the most part of the whole match, and then yeah, 
like the last five minutes, Miguel just uh, took over and did his thing, man. Yeah. That that X Division is uh, pretty good, man. The X Division, that is one thing that that company has always had going for it, was the X Division. Them motherfuckers are crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I love Obviously. it. I haven't seen much of them, but from what I have seen, yeah, they are fucking It's like crazy. watching a bunch of little Rey Mysterios fucking everywhere. Mm. <laughs> or Ricochet. Yeah, something like that. But uh, next, can we bring up the whole Rich Swan thing since he came back? Oh, yeah. I'll let Cody lead off with that. Yeah, so Rich Storm, what, he came back. What, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or something like that? What? Rich Swan came back this week. Oh, Rick Swan. Yeah, Rick Swan. My bad. Sorry. Uh, he came back this week in a boot and uh, was out there. And uh, who, who, who gave him the interview? I can't remember his name. It wasn't an interview. Uh, um, Scott Demore. <laughs> Scott Demore, yeah. Came out yeah, to talk he, to him about it. Yeah, cut a promo out and then. Uh, it's a good promo. Yeah. Eric Young came out. Eric Young came out, running his mouth, and Rich Swan, uh, Eminem got got into it. Ass. It was we'll <laughs> it was on like a donkey. A man on crutches made Eric Young run his ass up that ramp. Rich yeah. Swan, man, in a boot and crutches, out of the corner, flew at this man like I, in the air, just like flew like a bird at him. Making sure his leg is okay. He didn't drop that or anything. Well, so and, and then I loved uh I love the face that Rich Swan made like before they cut out because he looked like an absolute madman. Like they call uh Eric Young Young the lunatic or uh World Class Maniac. World class maniac, that's what it is. They call him the world class maniac, but if you've seen Rich Swan's face, like nah, he looks like the maniac there, like he looked yeah. crazy. I brought all my notes on TNA or Impact. My bad. Sorry. Oh well. Uh, can we bring up the women's match before we go on? Because oh, right, right. Go ahead. oh yes. yeah, fucking Kylie Ray and Susie versus Kimberly and Deanna Perazzo, who is currently the Impact Women's Champion. That was not only a good match. But a surprising match with a fi- like killer finisher, um, Kylie Ray and Susie walked away with the win, or possibly Sue Young because depending on Susie how you look at it, because it was Sue the, Young's moves. hit the Arachnorana off the top rope and then hit him with a panic switch. Oh, that's what and it was. Yeah, took the panic the win. switch. And then looked like she was about to lose her goddamn mind. Yeah, she looked like she was literally about to morph into Sue Young in yeah. that very second. Like I, can't I expected her to like rip her outfit off, have like some dark outfit, like let's do this. But yeah, I cannot wait. For Kylie that. went up to her and was just like, "Hey, hey, are you okay?" And she's like, "Oh, what, what?" And went back to Susie. So I'm very. Very interested to see what happens in the next coming weeks with Susie to see if Sue Young comes back. Because that yeah. would be some shit if Sue Young came back. Yeah. That would probably happen at Bound for Glory, the pay per view. Oh, More likely, yeah, that, yeah. That'd be a good time for that to happen. So yeah, they gotta kinda lead definitely. up to it before that. Like she yeah. keeps doing like a move or two from Sue Young 
and then like kind of acts crazy, goes back to normal or goes back to Susie, I should say. And then Bound yeah. for Glory, she's just gonna come out complete Sue Young. Like, what's up? <laughs> Move on to NXT. Yes, sir. So, first, I would like to bring about the match between Tyler Breeze and Fandango versus Imperium for the NXT tag titles. I really don't have a whole lot to say about it. Mostly because it was a good, solid match. Yeah, yeah it, was really, it, was match. it was definitely a good uh, tag team match. That's for sure. And to be perfectly honest, I don't really have a whole lot to say about NXT this week, mostly because it was just a good, solid show. It was yeah. it was wrestling. Like there's I hope it was wrestling. I can't wait to actually, a wrestling show. I can't wait to see the ratings and shit come in for Wednesday night because literally, like I mean I still think NXT AEW may will. have taken and no that, that parking I mean, that parking lot match. Stream. We, we'll yeah. get to the street we, fight. We'll, no, we'll it was to, a we'll parking lot match. We ain't AEW about it was yet, a but good show, that, but I, you, I really don't know. If, if you good. wanted straight up good solid wrestling, NXT was truly the place to be. Yeah. Like, and I mean, outside of Breezango and Imperium, Io Shirai and Shotzi Blackheart. I good, like yeah. that match. That was a good, a good match. match. That was definitely a good match for sure. Um, and we we obviously seen why Io is still the champion. Well, I, I, I mean, it was a non non title match, but at the same going time, in, Io was going over in that match solely well, because she's the champ. Well, yeah, but she's still an amazing fucking wrestler. Yeah, Io Shirai, man, she she's something else, man. But that Shotzi Blackheart, she's she's gonna be definitely an awesome cover in the women's division. I'm a big, oh yes, I'm a big Shotzi Blackheart fan. I must ask, yeah. uh, how long? Because I know Io has been in NXT for a little while. How long has Shotzi actually been? Shotzi in got a contract NXT? from William Regal at an Evolve event like eleven months ago. So okay. Almost a year. Oh, so she's still very new. I thought she was fairly new because I remember seeing Io like a while ago yeah. in some shit, but I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure how long Shotzi has actually been in NXT. Yeah. So yeah, for being so new, she is doing amazing. Oh yeah. Uh Tommaso Champa and Desmond Troy. Yeah, that wasn't much of a match, was it? No, it was not. Not really, no. And that's the way I like it when I see Tommaso Ciampa in the ring, man. I want that motherfucker to come out, look vicious, get the job done, and walk yeah. the hell out. I, did. I don't know why I don't know why they got him going against uh mid cards. Uh, yeah, like why is it just against like these little people that he Ciampa deserves to be going against like big names like Finn Balor of all people. Like mm-hmm. I would love to see that match. Yeah. Finn Balor against Tony uh, against Champa, I can't speak very well, but I think that would be a good match to see. Yeah, I did like seeing Jake Atlas come out at the end, though. Lay down that fucking challenge. Yeah, that was really cool. Know. Ended up getting his ass whooped again, but <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. 
more than likely gonna get his ass beat, but you I, know. What about that uh, Austin, Austin Theory and uh, Kishota, Kushida, 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 whatever. Kushida. Kushida, yeah. Dude, Kushida's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, dude. I think, dude, Austin Theory, man. I believe he's an up and comer, dude. Like he's got so much talent for his age. Now, like, if he's only like what 20, 20, 21? Wasn't he on the main roster with Seth Rollins when he started the whole Monday Night Messiah thing? Yes. Why the yes. fuck is he back in NXT now? Um, I heard it was something to do with the behind the scenes, like uh, legal action type shit, man. So okay. I'm not too sure about that. But that that's the last thing I heard about that. And Vince McMahon wasn't having it, so he sent him down back to NXT, and Triple H can take care of him. Well, yeah, Triple H will do good with it. Look at Finn Balor. Finn Balor, it seemed like willingly went back to NXT. Yeah, he deserves to go back. Finn didn't want to go up to the main roster when he went. Finn wanted to stay in NXT. Oh, so see, that's perfect for him. But to see him come back as a fucking heel. That was great. That was wonderful. And do the whole Prince Devitt persona that he is so goddamn good at New Japan. Yes, that oh is. Oh my god, that is him. I dude, I honestly, I honestly thought he was gonna join the uh, um, undisputed era. To be honest with you. No, no, nah, dude. I mean, nah. when, he, when he put when up he, that bullet club. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, nah, he's, I, he's too bullet club for that. I was gonna say I there. There was a slight part of me that thought, okay, maybe he'll help them out or something at some point. But I never in a million years thought he'd join Undisputed Era because I watched a shit ton of New Japan. And, like, that ain't Prince Devitt's style. Yeah. (laughs) That motherfucker, he's, I mean, he's... He was, oh God, he was such a good heel in New he, Japan. And he is a good heel now. I know, and I'm so excited He's to see that come back. It's great. Yeah, speaking of uh, the Undisputed Era, what do you think about that uh, Robert Strong and Bobby Fischer versus Greg Maverick? Greg Maverick. Well, I might as well say Greg Maverick because Drake yeah, and Dan didn't come out until later. It yeah. was pretty much just Drake Maverick. That. It looked like it was a murder happening, honestly. It did. Yeah, I mean, Drake Maverick, you know, given the circumstances, uh, good, pretty much held his home. Yeah, he's know? a good wrestler. Yeah, he is good. He's very good. His time in fucking Impact and TNA when he was Rockstar Spud and yeah, like he's 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 a good wrestler. I just feel like in uh, WWE when he was on like the main roster, he just got treated like a joke. Yeah, yeah. Of, like, Chasing our truth like, around for yeah. the goddamn twenty-four-seven European Interstate ninety-five. So that way he, he could make love to his wife. He had to have the title to make love to his now wife. Yeah, that was a like that overkill. was yeah, that, that was, was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a it, he's good at wrestling, but that was just ridiculous. I think Vince McMahon has sick ways of, you know, trying to get somebody to prove themselves, you know what I'm saying? You know, you got to become a jobber, you know, and do all this stupid shit, man. Look at R-Truth. R-Truth's been a jobber for so long, man. Well, see, I love and R-Truth. he's talented. Yeah, he's very talented. But actually yeah. bringing that up uh, 
Cody, did you actually see anything about what FTR was supposed to be wearing to come out before they left WWE? No, I didn't hear nothing like that. I didn't hear oh nothing about that. God, uh, bro, it look was, up the pictures. It's ridiculous. They were wearing like a Flava Flav type of like necklace with like some stupid headband and like some dumbass like color. Like it made them look ridiculous. Like the main thing was like the Flava Flav necklace. Like that wow. big ass like clock. It looked yeah. like yeah. some shit like that. They Vince was trying to make them come out like that and they were like, nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that was nuts, man. Well, um, that only leaves the main event. Damian Priest, Timothy Thatcher. I actually did not catch that. Who won? It was actually Damian Priest. Uh, Damian Priest won. Uh, man, it was a damn good match. Two powerhouses going at it. Uh, you know, Timothy Thatcher doing his, uh, you know, breaking bones uh, type shit, you know, in the ring. And. <laughs> Well, with the uh, manipulation, the uh, joint manipulation, uh, who who does that? Who else does that? Um, God is in the standstill right now. Uh, I know Marty Skrull does it. Oh, who does that? Oh! Why in the hell is his name not coming to mind? I wish I could help him, but I, can't. I, I don't know. He was goddamn tag team. He had the UK title for a while, and he was tag team partners with Matt Riddle in NXT. Yes. They had yes. the fucking titles. Yes. Who is that guy? The goddamn bruiserweight. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember his name, though. What's his name? We're going to spend Sorry. it. We're- Sorry, everybody. You got to do a little. Little research. I was gonna say we're gonna spend the next last few minutes of this podcast trying to remember his fucking thing. Uh-huh. That's okay though. That is okay. <laughs> fucking Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. That's yes. Yep. But yeah, that was that was a damn good match, man. Uh, two two big guys going at it. And ultimately, uh, Damian Priest came out victorious. Well, hell yeah. Well, on that note, we will be right back. We're back, and we are going to break into SmackDown. Um, One of the biggest things that's been on my mind with SmackDown is Roman and Jay. Mostly because somewhere at the end of this tunnel, I'm also I'm wondering if there's a likelihood that Jimmy and Jay might join Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. But at the same time, from what it is, it seems like Jay and Roman will go against each other for the title. Well, they are going against each other for oh. the title. That's so, already happening. I think I think that all kind of depends on the outcome of the title match. Because if they they could make it to where it's like, oh, whatever, we're just family. But at the same time, they could make it to where like, oh, I'm pissed that I lost this. So it could True. be like a rivalry within family type of thing. 
It really could go either way. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of weird to me, man. I don't know. It, it's kind of uh, like a class uh, storyline that was put together for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if it's for the ratings or what have you. Uh, um, my speaker is coming out. Oh, shit. Shit. Right. You guys hear me all right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, I think it's just like a, a, a meshed up storyline that I'm not sure, like you said, what the end game is with it. Um, but it, it's a, it's an intriguing match. You know, you got the power of Roman Reigns and then uh, athleticism of Jey Uso. Um, it should be a pretty good match. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I want to see Roman beat the ever-loving shit out of him and the Rock come back and beat the fuck out of Roman. That'd be great. The Rock is making too much money in movies right now. He's got a little bit of time during a pandemic to come back and beat the fuck out of his cousin for beating up his cousin. Uh, at least the Rock bottom. It's a whole family rivalry. Yeah, come out, Rock Bottom, hit the people's elbow. People's elbow. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun to see. I mean. Yeah, Rock Bottom, Roman gets up, spine buster, people's elbow, lays his ass out. Done. And Rikisha come in there and sit on his face. Stink face, right? Yeah. We just have to think yeah. about the whole okay. pandemic thing, so it's still kind of hard for people to Yeah, it's get a pandemic. We like, don't know what sad. could be in Rikishi's butt crack. Yeah, we, we don't know. He could have corona all in his booty crack. Somebody that, go somebody go over and slip somebody somebody go over and slip a mask on Roman's face and then Rikishi hits the yeah. stink face. <laughs> yeah. Rock's That's like wait. where it all started at, right there. Actually, he said he said butt crack. I want to say it right now. I listened to Talk is Jericho presents Talk and Shop. Chris Jericho, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Rocky Romero. Luke Gallows, Doc Gallows, Big LG. Trapzilla, whatever you want to call whatever him. Whatever you want to call him. Said that they were doing Talking Shop of Mania 2 November 13th. I want to see Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder, and goddamn Rapid Delivery Rory Fox in a motherfucking Canadian tuxedo match so everybody can see Rory Fox's pale white jabroni ass butt cheeks. On pay per view, but we already seen that on the first talk. Yeah, but shop. the 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 tuxedo match it means they're gonna strip each other naked. Well, they pretty much did that at Talking Shop One. He was. In I don't care. I just want to see this tuxedo thong. match. I want to see this tuxedo match. Plus, Talking Shop, hit us up, man. Promoting y'all shit yeah. for free. No, I'm just doing it as a fan because I love it. This is love the greatest it. fucking wrestling pay per view ever. Cody, you still have to come up and watch it. Oh yeah, for sure. Or as another plug for them, you can buy it for fourteen ninety nine on the Fight app. Anyways, no, no, no it's fourteen ninety five. Fourteen ninety five on the Fight app. Yeah, okay, you gotta be specific. You can watch. You can watch Sex Ferguson, Barry Chad, Two Bads, fucking ass alive in a boner yard match. But anyways, back on point. On another. Note. I got off on a tangent. Sorry, AJ Styles, Jeff yeah. Hardy. <laughs> yeah, what's up with the intercon? Intercontinental shit. 
because it seems like everybody thinks they are the intercon- intercontinental champions. AJ Styles wants yeah. to be Jeff Hardy is, and Sami Zayn's an annoying little fuck that he, I wish he'd get his face punched in. I'm sorry. I brought this up to Nathan earlier. That's all Sammy I'm going to say. Sami Zayn looks <laughs> like he is like that crazy conspirator guy that lives in Nevada specifically because Area 51 is there, and he tries to go there like all the time. Like he yeah, looks like you. that crazy guy, yeah, and talks like it too. To be honest, <clears throat> why did why does he come out to a hardcore two step dance? Or I don't know. You know what that is, Nate? Don't you? The hardcore two step dance? Yes, sir. That you know, but what what's going on with that? I just yeah. wanted to get his face punched in. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a little. Yeah, it was a uh, disqualification because Sami Zayn came out and who a little kicked. Uh, Jeff Hardy, and it pisses me off or, because no, same, or AJ Styles. It pisses sorry. me off because AJ and Jeff can have, I mean, with the athleticism of both and the insanity of Jeff Hardy, those they could have some great matches together. Yes, like those I dudes. I'm talking like WrestleMania fucking worthy matches, like. Right. Hell, maybe even a ladder match. Just pray to God Jeff Hardy doesn't finally kill himself on one. I'm sorry. I just wish we could have uh, an AEW Hardy party. <laughs> I know we ain't talking about I AEW. Like how you word uh, how you worded that. I know we're not talking about AEW, but I wish now, we could see, have an AEW we, Hardy party. We are party. here unbiasedly talking about all of these, and you're I'm you're biased. the AEW mark. I am fucking AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am AEW. I love wrestling in general, but I am definitely AEW through and through. You need like, to. You need to hit I'm up. I'm totally a mark for AEW. You need to hit up Tony Khan and see if he'll pay you to talk, just specifically put his company over on the podcast. Oh, I'll be a part of the uh, the podcast, like the unrestricted podcast. I'll just be on the podcast specifically talking about how much I love AEW and how they are great and their wrestlers are wonderful. Like like I said, I love wrestling, but I'm totally a mark for AEW. So Lacey Evans, Tamina, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss. Well, I'm so happy about that match. I'm happy about the outcome of that match. I can't believe Nikki Cross won that shit. I thought Tamina was just gonna come out there and But also where was Alexa Bliss in this? This Alexa Bliss was playing uh, Sister Abigail. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was wondering because we watched the well, I mean, we watched the highlights for it because we couldn't watch it actually, but at the same time, it's like okay, this was a four way, and yeah. what we've seen it was a three way. I didn't have yeah. a shitload of time to actually watch SmackDown this week, so but it's yeah, time- after Alexa Bliss hit Nikki Hat with uh, the Sister Abigail. Seemed like she kind of disappeared off the scene after that. Yeah, she just kind of disappeared, and then all of a sudden, like, she wasn't there. And, I mean, I love the fact that Nikki Cross won. I really like Nikki Cross. I think she's fucking insane and a wonderful wrestler, but I was just very confused about the Alexa Bliss thing. So, now, I don't even know where to begin with this. Uh I guess I'll just say Bray Wyatt's dead parrot, and I'm not going to even try and remember the name. And the fact that that fucking walrus, to me, looked like Paul Heyman. 
Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Yeah. Mostly just because he came out and said, my name is Wobbly Walrus. And, I mean, we went over other reasons, but like I said, I'm not going to get into that on here because that's not my place. Just <laughs> just look at him. I'm sorry. All I have to say is just look at the Wobbly Walrus, and you'll understand. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. And... The last thing was uh, the female returning to SmackDown, Carmella. Oh yeah, the oh, mystery that's, female. That's who it was. Well, that well, I we it's not been confirmed yet, said. but somebody realized and recognized and noticed a tattoo on like the inside of her arm, like right here. Yeah. And was like, "Oh, that's Carmella's tattoo." So I was wondering because she ain't been around for a minute. So yeah. We haven't seen her since she was running around with R-Truth getting the 24-7 title. And then yeah. he pinned her, and then she got it. Well, no, then she pinned him, got it all of a sudden, and then she just kind of disappeared. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, so I guess we know who the female person is. Welcome back, Carmella. Is. Yeah. Say yeah. so, as a question, welcome back, Carmella. The belated era pre-assumption. <laughs> now, digging into Raw, there's actually quite a bit that goes on because not only did Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee have their match and get attacked by Retribution, but to go on that, a lot of people seem to think that Dominic Dijakovic from NXT is one of the members of Retribution. Yeah. There's a lot of speculation uh, on some other members, but, I mean... I, yeah, I, mean, I have to agree with you on that one. Um, it was just like his body statue of the big dude. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, skinny, he's but, giant. you know, muscular. Yeah. So, and then, look... Are we jumping into Raw right now? Or yes. Well, also, okay. uh, they... Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about on SmackDown? No, that's, that's, that's good. But also, um, Nathan, Nathan, you had actually brought up that uh, you had seen stuff about the females that are actually in Retribution, mainly because of the well, hair... Co- the, wrestlers, but... Yeah, the hair color yeah. that uh, falls out. Because it's kind of hard to hide with the females, because well, if they have long enough hair, like, that's... It's hard That's why I asked if you had anything that. else that you wanted to talk about on SmackDown. I'm still kind of on SmackDown because I, these people, they're, they're just showing up wherever and whenever the hell they want. Yeah. They just do yeah, what they want. Yeah, that big dude talking is definitely Don uh, Jakovic. So um, even though they can, you know, do their voice however they want, just, just how he looks, man. It's just. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just the look that you got. Yeah. That's why I brought up with the women thing because Nathan had actually uh, read about it because they pe- the women actually kind of let their hair under their mask like the yeah. the well actually the ski mask they kind of let their hair down and it's really hard to not notice hair like that especially if you're going to color it like that I right. mean. I must say, I've I've had a lot of people that they only know me because of the way I do my hair, because I color it or shave it or whatever. Like, so it's really hard with women to 
hide that factor if you're not going to hide your hair. Yeah. Well, back to SmackDown, uh, <clears throat> to that women's match, um, I know that every all like signs are pointing towards The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. I was just curious as to... Like what? What did I miss? What did you miss? Yeah, like, cause I didn't get to, I didn't catch mo a good portion. Nothing really. I mean, um, really, the only highlight was, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss hitting uh, Sister Abigail, I believe, and then um, Tamina was, you know, took over the the match, you know, she was dominating and Lacey Evans, you know, heard her back and forth and Nikki Cross would get back into it. Yeah. And then um, Alexa Bliss hit the sister Abigail and then Nikki Cross <laughs> ended up beating, uh, who was that? Uh, Lacey Evans. No, she uh, scored the pinfall over Tamina her mm. a title shot at Clash of Champions. Well, so. shit. <clears throat> Do you have anything else you want to cover for SmackDown? No, that's about all I got. All right. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at with it as well. Um, But, yeah, like I said, the whole retribution thing kind of ties into both SmackDown and Raw because they, they, they popped up on both brands. Yeah. And then this week attacked Keith Lee – and Drew McIntyre during their match. And then that kind of tied into my next thing was the Hurt Business going after him. Oh, yeah. That was surprising. You know, yeah. my... oh, oh, no, I was just saying that's a, that was a little surprising that the Hurt Business actually came into play there. My thought on that is I think they're coming down to recruit Keith Lee into the group. That's, That's why I think they came down to help. That very well could be. Yeah. It's going to be the um, new nation of domination with a different name. Yeah. That's that's what they're talking about. That's yeah. what everybody's talking about. I've seen that. Well, I'm not around. sure if they're going to allow uh, more than four members uh, in a faction. You know, they have, they, it's either four or three. Yeah. You know, so to be it, ain't, it ain't like the old time, you know, NWO when you have 25 wrestlers in there and yeah, that shit was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, DX had it right. I mean, they was right at what seven, eight, uh, seven, eight wrestlers. At, well, at I was going to say during know. their time, who we have? We had Hunter, Shawn Michaels, China, X Pac, Road Dog, Billy Gunn. Yep. Yeah, that was DX. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't even so, start I mean, naming the NWO members. You can name like the first core. Yeah, the core ones, but other than that, it's just like yeah. everybody was at WO. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the great Muta. Goddamn came out in New Japan with fucking NWO attire and face paint on at one really? point in time. Yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. That is extremely ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I got on uh, Retribution. Um, or, uh, the Hurt Business coming out. And saving Keith Lee and McIntyre. To be perfect, to be perfectly honest with you, bro, I for a minute there, I thought the hurt business was about to come out and whoop some ass, which they did for a minute. 
But for a second there, I truly thought like they were going to overpower them motherfuckers and just take them out. And I was like, that's, I'm cool with that. That, you know, that'd be awesome. And then McIntyre and Keith Lee came flying up over the fucking rope, took out everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So, Braun Strowman in Raw Underground. Oh, Strowman is killing it. That was awesome, man. I can't wait for that uh, match next week. That's definitely got me intrigued. Motherfucking Daba Daba Kanto, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be very interesting. That's definitely going to be intriguing. Uh, I just don't know how they're going to tie in the Underground wrestlers to the main roster or are they just gonna keep them in nxt or i don't know and why in the hell are they putting people like i mean to a certain extent i understand some of the people that they put in raw underground but at the same time it's like you know the hurt business okay they're coming in strictly for one reason and one reason only and that's to fuck people up but why in the hell are they putting people like, uh, oh, what the hell's his name? Former football pro, uh, player. Uh, Tyree Young? No, uh, no, no. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, fuck. Mojo Raleigh's buddy. Oh, um, R- Riddick? Riddick Moss. Riddick, yeah, that's what his name is. Oh, Rick Moss, okay. Yeah. I was just like, why in the hell is Riddick Moss in there? And, uh, who else did they have? They had Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, that was stupid. Why the hell was Ziggler there? Yeah, I don't get that, man, because if you want the ratings to go up, you want name, you know, you want name wrestlers on your show. I mean, but I guess it's still on your show, but it's just a different, I don't know, it's weird to me. You know, being an old school uh, fan, it's just not up to my standards, I guess. So. But yeah, but uh, what'd you think of Seth and Dominic in the cage? Oh man, that was awesome. Um, yeah. <clears throat> just the athleticism there. Um, but I'm just—I I don't know. I'm, I'm just tired of seeing that feud. To be honest with you, uh, I think they're playing it like overplaying it. To be honest, I see that's what the WWE. WWE tends to do is just keep going with the feuds and like I don't know it's Drag that's it why out, I like, beat it. that's why I like AEW they they switch it up every once in a while so Cesaro Nakamura and the Street Profits I feel like everybody knew the Street Profits were taking that win because they were on Raw oh yeah that was actually a really good match oh yeah it was a very good match. And, I mean, Eric and Lashley, that shit was, that shit was pretty damn decent. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, I, there, don't, I don't have very much. I was going to say, is there anything else you wanted to cover on Raw? No, not really. All right, well, then we will. Oh, 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 yeah, I do, I do. Oh, wait. Uh, the women's match for the championship. Oscar and Mickey James. What was going on with that at the at the end? I did not catch that match. You didn't? No, oh, I did man. not. Yeah, it because Mickey James. I went and picked up Mickey James was in. Uh, what was it? 
it, it was strange. Oscar had the Oscar lock on Mickey James, and then James reversed it into a pin, and, and then the referee called the match. Um, the referee said that Mickey James couldn't go any longer, but Mickey James like rolled her eyes at the referee, and it was just it was just a weird situation. You have to go back and watch the highlights of it. But yeah, that, it, it was nuts. Well, but yeah. that, that's all I had for Raw. So. All right, well, then we will be right back, folks. So, getting into AEW, um, I mean, we'll just kick this shit off because it's been a big question on my mind. I don't know if it's for a lot of other fans as well. Um, prior to Jurassic Express and FTR's match, the Bucks came out. And super kick the fucking ref. Poor dude. Uh, what, what what's going on with that? What what's your uh, what's your take on that one? Well, the elite is going to, be, to, to heal. To, to 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 fully. First, I gotta say, FTR and Jurassic Express's match was great. Um. Didn't like the fact that FTR comes across as so professional and then had to fucking cheat to beat him, but... Yeah, I was going to say, because, uh, who, which one was it? Cash fucking held Dax's leg so that way they could win, so that is, like, a huge, huge cheat. Like, yeah. I thought, Ra- I, mean, yeah, I thought Brian Myers cheated. Are, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, oh, I'm sorry, uh, I just want to say, I thought Brian Myers cheated, but no, seeing what FTR did, that was like so bad. Okay, Kelly, go ahead. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's I mean, they're, they're kind of a neutral. I mean, they're they're a fan favorite, but yet they're uh, a heel. At, you know, because they got um, what's his name? Oh, fucking Tully Blanchard. Yeah, Blanchard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got him. He, he's a damn good heel. Manager, so yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just I thought that was part of their, you know, core what what they're all about. Yeah, uh, you know, I I know it sucks to see them cheat the win, but at the same time, that's just in their DNA. Yeah, that's all they have to do, you know. So and plus, they my... have Tully, so of course they're gonna cheat. <laughs> Now, that being said, you asked what my thoughts were on the super kick to the ref after they done super kicked the uh, correspondent that was going to interview them last yeah. week, super kicked him. And then also, I feel like we're kind of starting to see that heel shift maybe bringing the Kenny Omega the cleaner from New Japan back and the Bucks are just super kicking the shit out of people and getting fined and then this week Hangman and Cass have a match which was a good match yeah but the entire time Kenny sat out there and it seemed like was undermining him and you know, trying to steal some of the spotlight on Hangman's singles run. Which was super rude. 
Like, that's just rude as hell. And I'm like, wondering... I don't, I don't understand why they had Kenny on commentary for hanging well, in matches. I think that's I'm left, rude. I'm left wondering if we're about to get to that point to where the cleaner and the bucks were when they were in New Japan and they were just the elite, the three, and go full heel turn. But hey, I must say shout out to Hangman because he did win. Oh yeah, he beat Cass. Yeah. Yeah, they're just setting up a, a, a future feud. That's all that that's that's all that's just going down. So um I'm sure we'll be seeing them in the near future going yeah. at it. I would love to see a full fucking Matt, Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega heel turn and watch fucking oh, Hangman be, and that'd be fun to see. Kenny go ahead. Yeah. But, uh, so, about Sean Dean and MJF? You mean the, like, two-second match? Yeah, that, that was a match. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that was actually a match, because that literally lasted two seconds. I gotta say, man, people hate him, but he's doing his job if they hate him. Yeah. yeah that's I, true. I hate Yeah. Yeah. I hate MJF so much, but that is why he's so good at his job, because I hate him. Like, he is a wonderful heel. Like, he... I can't bring my... I can't bring myself to like him, because he's such an asshole. But that is why he's so good at his job. Like, he is a heel, and I, I do appreciate the fact that he is so good at his job. Yeah. Little mini Rick Rude. Exactly. That's what, that's what I was about to say. Last week, me and you kept comparing him to Rick Rude, bro. <laughs> it's very true. But Isn't also... That part like a, oh. or like a Mr. Perfect? Yes. Kurt Henning, fucking Mr. Perfect. That is... That's a... Oh man, that is yeah, that's perfect. It, it was like a, a Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect had a love child. Yes, that would be yeah. That's oh god, yeah. I must say though, Moxley beat MJF is fucking win streak. <laughs> MJF had like the <laughs> longest win streak in the whole company, but. Moxley beat him, so yeah, that, that was interesting, man. Because yeah. uh, it was two streaks on the line right there. Because Mox was undefeated too, I believe, right? I was gonna say Moxley's had that belt for quite a while. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. He did he lose? Did he lose one time or just? I, I can't remember. I think he lost like before he got the title. Yeah. But since he's had the title, he has not lost. Yeah, correct. So I think that is totally funny and like a good thing for wrestling. The fact that Moxley, of all people, beat MJF is fucking win streak. MJF is. MJF is his win streak. Say, because I. I hate him, but I love how good he is as a heel. So, the fact that Moxley beat him is great. 
Yes, I have to agree with you. Um, by the way, he has two losses, one draw, and 27 wins in AEW. Mox wow, or MJF? Mox. Oh, really? Yes. So, yeah, Mox has fucking killed it. Well, on the top, or on the topic of Moxley, um, about him getting jumped by fucking Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. That was some bullshit. Ricky Starks was fucking posing as a person in the audience, and all of a sudden he attacks him. Like, yeah. that was just some bullshit. Yeah, I, I like that they uh, picked up Alan Darby and uh, the young the young guy. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Will Hobbs. Yeah, Will Hobbs. What a fucking massive guy that is. He's a fucking beast, bro. And it might, it's yeah. super cute that Mox actually found a friend. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not even just Will Hobbs, but the fact that he is so cool with Darby Allen makes me so happy because not only well, do I, I love mean, Mox, but I love Darby Allen. I think Mox, together well, they are like, they're these super psychos. Yeah, technically Alan Darby has not accepted the challenge, right? Well, Mox called him out on TV, but I'm sorry. See, that's Seeing the thing that how I love, fucking Darby Allen is, he's definitely going to take the I challenge. I love Darby and John Moxley together solely because Mox has a soft spot for the kids solely because he John him. Moxley's background outside of being Dean Ambrose in the WWE Dude, was a deathmatch wrestler. Mox is a crazy motherfucker. Mox has so much respect for Darby Allen because Darby Allen is also a crazy motherfucker. Darby yeah. is literally Which is why when he choked him out in that John match, he Moxley, sat there and hugged but him. But sober. It was awesome. I was going to say, uh, but I, uh, what I said is, Darby is literally a little John Moxley, but sober. I feel like that might be Joey like, Janela. No. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's definitely. Janela is as crazy as Mox. Have you yeah, seen? I can't that guy ain't getting no uh, your time. No, I'm sorry, but have you seen fucking Darby's like Instagram and stuff? No. He you've seen the videos. You've seen the videos of Joey Janela that I've shown you. Young and, and sober. You've seen the videos of Joey Janelle that I've shown you, but you've I also have. seen the crazy shit that Mox has done just since he's been with AEW. I don't know. Janela hey, might be crazier. Darby was injured, and he went to Travis Pastrana's place. So I'm sorry, but that is insane. If you're going to go to Travis Pastrana's place, even if you're injured, that you... That is just complete insanity. Because that place is complete insanity, actually. So, Cody. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Jericho and Hager hitting the tag team division? I mean, I like it. Uh, it definitely uh, brings a new uh, flair to the tag team division. I mean, not like AEW needed a new flair because they got all the talent in the, in the world. Right. But it definitely brings uh, two household names into that division. Um, I, I, I like it. I, I like to see Jericho and uh, Hager get the straps. The win, about you? the win over Private Party, man. I'm, 
was wild. I'm a big private party fan. I know Alex is a big private party fan. Like, they... I don't know, man. I kind of thought for a minute they were going to pull it off. But, you know, I, at the same time, expected Jericho and Hager to win. I mean, Jericho... Jericho's Jericho and fucking Jake Hager's a goddamn beast. Honestly, I think Chris Jericho is one of the biggest names in wrestling right now, and not even because of WWE, because of him moving over to AEW. I mean, why do you think there was a special box set for the man? So the fact that, like, he, him and Hager won, I don't feel like it was a total surprise just because People love him so much. Like, not only because of the wrestling, got the Fozzie. And he was the first. That is why he is Le Champion in AEW. Because he was the first motherfucker to get that title. Le Champion. But Orange Cassidy made him his Le Bitch. That is very true. That is very true. And I love yeah. I love Cassidy. As much as I love Chris Jericho, that. that was some brilliant shit. That was yeah. amazing shit. Yeah, that's all I got on that uh topic. Where, where, where are we going next? Uh Thunder Rosa and Eva Lease. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was damn good. I like match. I I was confused at first, but I like that Thunder Rosa is actually still wrestling in AEW because NWA is not really doing anything because they can't really. Well, like do I anything. said, at this point in time, it's so it's nice to have champion against champion or champion just against some like some whatever. That's the chance. beauty of everything outside of WWE because people are able to go work for other companies while they're under contract for certain companies because. Promotion is everything. But I also love that she was against Evil. Uh, oh, what? Yeah, she wrestled Evilise. Okay, yeah, I thought it was Evilise. She wrestled against Evilise, who is actually kind of coming up in AEW. And then Diamante fucking jumps her ass when she won. Like I, I dug that because I like the whole Diamante Evilise like tag team shit. I, I think I think they would be a dominant tag team in the yeah. women's division. What uh staying in the women's division, whatever happened to uh what happened to Austin Kong? Oh that's a I good question she, actually I think she went to go film something. I think she was filming in movies. Yeah she, yeah she was doing movies. Uh, okay. Uh, I did not know that. I need to do my research. Hey, yeah, that no, happened. Don't no, worry. I think it was like they, they, hey, it was kind of confusing they, because Brandy had her like group with like Luther. Well, they played up the injury, and, they played uh, up the that, injury aspect of it. And the couple she, of girls, a couple months, shit, I think it was a couple months after that. She, uh, I found out she was gonna be in a movie, and that was like four or five months ago. <laughs> Gonna yeah, say it, okay. it's it's but yeah I've noticed that AEW doesn't always like to talk about their uh changes because not only did Brandy have her like group where it was like Luther, Awesome Kong, that uh, Mel Melon, what was her name? The chick that got shaved. Mel? Mel. Yeah. 
like she had a couple different people. Like she had a few, not even a couple. She had a few different people in her shit. <laughs> Nobody talked about that. But also something that I actually would like to bring up. We never found out about the alley blade situation until now, which I want to bring up later because that whole situation well, actually that confused was... the shit out of me. The fact that there was the butcher blade and the bunny, and then the bunny all of a sudden that was, was with QT. That was something. Yeah. What is we doing? Like to switch it up. Well, that was something. But we I'm... finally got some answers, which I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nathan. I just. I want to bring that up later, but we finally got some answers. Well, that's actually what I was going to bring up next, unless Cody had anything um, left on the women's uh, non-title yeah, match. That was, that was my only concern about the women's division was where was the awesome Kong at. Okay. Um, Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Bros and Butcher and Blade. Now, I absolutely love Eddie Kingston. That man that man can pick up a microphone and set fire to that son of a bitch like nobody else can. Yeah. And I love that he's aligned them or himself with the two you know two groups. It's awesome. Um I don't know how that's gonna play out when Pac comes back and they got Is the whole you know death back, triangle though? thing. Well, Eddie actually brought that up too. He's like, "You're fuck. You were do. Uh, I can't say it. I can't obviously speak as good as Eddie can, but he basically he basically said, "Fuck your trio. Look at where he is right now and where he's been." I don't recall. You don't recall that? No, Eddie literally looked at the fucking Lucha Bros and was like. Where's your oh, other dude at? Yeah. Where yeah, yeah. where he okay. at? Like, I'm here. I'm your fucking brother. We're doing this. <laughs> Gotta plug in one of the computers. <laughs> but also, I, uh, I'm i sorry this is super random, but for the last thing that we talked about with the Thunder Rosa thing, you didn't actually bring up Sheeta. Uh, Sheeta actually came out and helped Thunder Rosa. Yes, yes, she did. Our AEW Women's Champion actually came out and helped the NWA Women's Champion. She looked at the belt and then walked off, which makes me very curious if we're going to get a match for the NWA belt. Yeah. Which... I'm sorry, it would be like super interesting. Like that would be that would be a good fucking match. But also but I don't know, bro. You think they're gonna promote the NWA title like that in AEW? And I don't know, man. AEW is so unpredictable with their booking. Um makes them Well, I don't know. it it'll be interesting to see if that ever, you know, plays out. It wouldn't be. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time they did have the match between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros for the AAA titles. Right. So, I mean, anything could happen at this point. Well, at this point, I only think that because they actually had a 
match for the women's title between Thunder Rosa and uh, Sheeta. So I think maybe they would do like a reverse thing for the NWA title between uh, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa. So I think that would be interesting to see because I'm sorry, but our woman, the AEW women's champ, she is a fucking beast. Bia, before we move on to our last topic, what are your thoughts on Eddie Kingston, bro, and the Lucha Bros and Butcher and Blade? They keep coming out every week. Eddie keeps cutting fucking killer promos. And I feel like some point soon they're going to do something. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's going to end up in a faction um, with him as the manager. I mean, he's going to be a wrestler too, but um, not really too sure about that that alliance. Man. I think maybe uh, they're going to turn on each other. Seems very some unstable. Point. It very. Yeah. You know, shit like that, man. I don't, I don't really have any real thoughts on it, to be honest with you. We just got to see how it plays out over the weeks. Well, can I say yeah. that uh, I actually have a kind of thought on it because with the whole Eddie bringing up the alley aspect of, no, I feel like that's like the start of them breaking off. Like, he's yeah. going to go get Allie back. They're going to be the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. And it's just kind of, they're going to kind of go against each other at one point. Like, the Butcher and the Blade against the Lucha Bros. But that's just my thoughts on it. Yep. I Like like I said, from what he's talked about, like, trying to make the, uh, the Blade go back and try to get Allie from QT, even though none of that makes sense. I just feel like that after a while, that will be a thing that they they clash and they actually like have a match, which that would be a good ass match. We got about uh, seven or eight minutes left to uh, hit our last topic. The fucking, and it's a big one. The fucking street fight between oh, best friends and Santana and No, it, it was Ortiz. a parking lot match. It was not a well, street fight. Regardless. It was a parking lot match. It, uh, parking lot brawl. Whatever. Yeah, shit was a fucking war, man. Yeah. Yes. And to be perfectly honest with you, the way it turned out was not what I expected at all. No. Santana yeah, and Ortiz it, it show up in fucking war paint. They had the LAX paint on, you mean? Yeah, that's that was uh, surprising. Yeah, that shit M- made it think that they were gonna uh, come out with the victory, but uh, in the end, it wasn't uh, wasn't the case. I thought so. Trent and Chucky e. T were gonna die. <laughs> They yeah. look like, oh my god, what they did to Trent, like, especially putting him through the window, the front window of that car, oh, that looked like it hurt. Oh, that looked so bad. I thought he was going to die, like, then and there. He's like, oh, I'm good. Like, but no, they still kept going, and they dominated. They put Ortiz under the hood of that car. Oh, yeah, just slamming them. Oh, my God. That was, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> what, what was it? Trent or uh, Chuck that uh, drove uh, Ortiz in that, in, on the firewood? Oh, that was Trent. That was vicious. 
was very no, nice. my my nice. I, still my favorite part was uh chucky fucking pushing the five and cassidy just pops out of nowhere and starts kicking ass yeah yeah that was <laughs> and then and then who pops up out of a trunk orange cassidy. fucking cassidy <laughs> I did that love guy. it though. That was that shit was great. Chain around his fist, ready to go. I must say, man, the highlight of that whole thing was the very end of it when they were pulling away in Trent's mom's van, and she fucking flipped everybody off. Sue just flipped oh, yeah. everybody off. She's Sue's like, a pimp. "Fuck y'all!" Oh. Sue's a fucking pimp. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that was a damn good match. Yeah, that shit was great. Damn good match. Well, guys, does that conclude this week's episode? That's all I got. I'd say so. All right, well, folks, you know the place. Thursday nights. Come join us and uh, get your fix for wrestling news and... Uh, Anything that transpires within the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament or New Japan, if it's, you know, throughout the week, I'll break in. I'll let you guys know. We'll keep you up to date. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'm Nate. I'm Alex. And we will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>